This is a clip from an interview with Paul Blackham. Paul is a theologian and church leader based in London and has wide experience planting churches around the UK. He also produces Book by Book, a Bible study resource that seeks to share the joy of meeting Jesus in all the scriptures. Enjoy. Let's get straight into it. So you you said this uh, uh, somewhere, uh, you might not remember, but uh, you did. Uh, Church plants are very simple. They are new places where people can get help and life from Jesus. We plant churches so that we can reach new people, unreached people with the help that Jesus gives. In the end, if we love people and know Jesus, people will get that new life from Jesus and the church will grow. Could you talk to us a little bit about what you meant there and what is this help from Jesus and how does that look in your current context? Yeah, uh, it it sounded a good quote, Sam. I can't honestly imagine I've ever said that one, but whoever did say it, I'll react to it. Um, I think it's really good to focus on the notion of help from Jesus. Because I, I've even written a little book about help from Jesus that's like really the doctrine of salvation. But if we talk about salvation or righteousness or something, that doesn't mean anything to anybody. But everybody knows how to ask for help. And people in the most terrible circumstances, whether they're atheists, agnostic, doesn't matter, they'll say, I need help. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We need help. And that's why I want to always. And in the Bible, if you just look up, the word help in English translation, you'll find it comes up enormous amount getting help from the Lord and calling to the Lord for help and he rescued me and things like that. So one, I like the vocabulary of talking of just something simple, like we can get help from Jesus. And that I want people to realize that and that no situation is helpless, that there's no or hopeless. That sense that in every situation, even like that's why that lovely story of the thief on the cross, you think, well, it's too late for him. No one can help him. Jesus can. Mm. Jesus can help him. And I want people to remember, just have that very much at the forefront of our mind, that we as human beings, there are very definite limits on what kind of help we can give and things like that. There's no limit to the Lord Jesus, or even the sons of Korah, one of my favorite things, there's, they write all those beautiful psalms. They're the sons of Korah, and in one of them, they talk about falling down into Hades, and then they call out and get rescued. That literally was happening to them in the book of Numbers. The earth opened up, and Hades is slowing them down, and then, now that's leaving it a tiny bit late, but they suddenly said, Jesus, help me, and he rescued them. So no wonder they get excited about calling out the help from Jesus and how important church is because the whole thing was about rejecting church. So first of all, I just think the vocabulary is good that when we're talking about salvation, we're not talking about something mega complicated. Everybody knows how to pray. Even the most unchurched person we ever meet knows how to pray because they know how to say help. And we never pray a better prayer than that. Mm. Help Jesus. That's the best prayer anyone ever prays. So that is automatically important because it's orientating us in a way that's very accessible to unchurched people, agnostic people, or even people who think, I can't be bothered with all this religious stuff. I'm like, yeah, I I get you. But do you know how to ask for help, call out for help when you're in terrible trouble? Of course they do. So that's one good The second big thing is I found really depressing in church plant circles. 
is how much human planning and schemes and programs there are. Tons of it is, is really, it struck me over the years in lots of chip planting work, is struck me as being very human, very human orientated, human wisdom, human ingenuity, human scheme. And of course, we do make plans. We, we, we have to make plans. We set up structures. We do all that sort of thing. But it's what were the confidences? What's the, what, how, what, how are we really going to connect with people? And you'll remember at the be beginning of the book of Acts, the first verse is, Luke says, in my former book, God Lover, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. And then the implication is, this is what Jesus, and now I'm going to tell you about the Jesus, things that Jesus has continued to do with this massive international church planting exercise. So it's, who's the real church planter? It is Jesus. It mm. is Jesus. Mm. He is the only person who, whose word brings life and help. Or what we are doing is kind of just going. He sends us, because he had, as the Father sent me, says Jesus, I'm sending you. He's the, the person who's got the power, the wisdom, the understanding. He's the one who knows people, gets people, knows how to reach into them, deal with the real problems rather than what they think of the problems or what we think of the problems, all of that. So I always think it's so important to think, no, he's the church planter. We're just kind of, he kind of very kindly said, I'll, you can work with me. I'll do that. That's that. I like you. I like you working with me. But we're only working with him. He's got the real resources, the wisdom, the insight. And that comes out in uh, Ephesians to that idea that he's ascended up, it, quoting the Psalm 68, the great Psalm of Ascension, that he ascends up and it's that lovely thing, you know, God is ascending and there's the tribe with them and here he comes with all the resources in the universe. And then Paul does that lovely thing where he says, notice he's got all the resources in the universe to give them to church so that we can go and win the world and have churches everywhere. So all the resources in the universe, what are they for? For making galaxies run? No, that's nothing. Any idiot can make galaxies run. I get, no, that's not true. It's a big job. And, and Job 38, yeah. uh, Jesus says, oh, I do that. But he doesn't actually make a big thing about getting galaxies to run. The thing that really stretches him, and in the end cost him his life, is getting the resources to plant churches and it's that it's the hardest thing god ever does helping people and turning them into these church communities that have people from every background every problem every circumstance and binding them together by his spirit into one body so that we can actually end up looking a little bit like god mm. that's the hardest thing he ever does and i think all of that the sense that what we're, we're helping we're, we're bringing this sense of jesus can help you the people and then bringing them into this church family where we learn how to be human beings really and it's not getting away from a lot of the technical theological language to something much more on the ground and human and it's what jesus is doing i remember talking to you someone i think we were going to a tube station and just reflecting on the fact that Jesus is alive. Right, I remember. <laughs> nobody, do you remember that? And that almost nobody believes that. Yeah. Nobody, 
Because everyone just talks about Jesus as a concept, but you know he's alive. Yeah. He speaks and acts now, now. And to go into church planting and church work with the deep realization, he's the one, he's the great shepherd of the sheep. And he's alive and actually works. And if we call out to him and say, help, he will bring help. 